morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. This is Wednesday morning, September 1st. I'm Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. And actually, I got some pretty good news. I'll bet you, like many people, like most Americans, have been a bit distraught at the events that have been occurring well over the last several months, but particularly over the last week or so. I think of our defeat and our, our chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan and the way that happened, the soldiers that were killed that didn't need to be, citizens left behind, abandoned. It's all very distressing. And um, what more can be said other than what has been said? Frustrations running very, very high. But I have some victories to report this morning. And I'd like to encourage you and lift up your uh, give us a little bit, see some things that aren't quite making the news and yet are very, very, very important. Uh, the Bible says, and I want to make reference to this, Jesus said that if you have faith as a mustard seed, you'll look, you'll say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing shall be impossible to you. Now, believe it or not, Herod, King Herod, back in the, old, in the New Testament times, he had actually moved a mountain. He wanted to build. He wanted to move him. He wanted to build a fortress, and he wanted to move it from here to there. And he actually, with slave labor, moved a mountain. Now it wasn't a huge mountain. It wasn't as big as maybe the mountains you want to move, but he moved a mountain. And it said, if you have great faith, you can move a mountain. But Jesus said, if you have faith like a mustard seed, Matthew chapter seventeen, verse thirty-one, verse uh, thirty-one, I believe twenty-one. If you have faith as a mustard seed. You can move a mountain. My friends, you and I, these need to be days where we have faith. And we want to have faith that makes a difference. We'll talk in a moment about how to have that. But first, let me say this, some good news. Number one, the biggest issue facing America, I believe, in my lifetime, has been this issue of abortion, legalized abortion. And we stopped talking about it. We say it's such a big mountain, it could ever, never be stopped. It's, um, you know, it's something like maybe if we just limit it or hold it back. Last night, you may not have heard this, but last night at midnight, something significant happened because our Supreme Court refused to overturn a law that went into effect at midnight last night, September 1, that essentially outlaws abortion in the state of Texas. How'd they do that? Very interesting law, because anytime there's been a strong law against abortion, it always gets overturned by a court. And indeed, this one hasn't survived the court challenge to the full yet, but this is so interesting what was done. There's a law now in effect in Texas that basically says if a heartbeat can be detected in a child through, an alter, through medical technology, if the heartbeat can be detected, that child is not allowed to be aborted. And if it is, and, and here's the difference, here's the wrinkle. In the past, it required state officials or local officials to, uh, for themselves to go and, and enforce that law, and none would, and it would have eventually get overturned by a court. But what this law today allows is you or me or any citizen in America, if a doctor performs an abortion in Texas or a nurse assists, or even if someone drives them to the clinic to help them get that, and it's not uh, uh, the, the exception of, I believe there is the exception of the life of the mother involved, 
If that happens, you or me or any person in the state of Texas or outside can sue that doctor. You can. I can. You can sue them for at least $10,000 plus attorney's fees. You can sue that nurse. You can sue that medical facility. You can sue any, anyone involved in that for $10,000 or more. My friends, no one's going to perform an abortion in that environment. Abortion, and this was up, this was not denied, shall we say, or not stopped last night by the Supreme Court. Now, it could still go further. It could still come back before the court. But do you realize that as of today, abortion has essentially been stopped in the state of Texas for the first time? Abortion was is legalized. Roe versus Wade came out of Texas. And now this may be the end of, of abortion in that state. It could be the end of Roe versus Wade. This could be the case that would come before our court. We need to be praying for this, my goodness sakes. This is a huge, huge, huge thing. And you look in the news, and interestingly, every single case, I, every single story I found until I searched deeper and deeper, uh, any Google search, any Twitter search, anything were negative. What a victory. What a victory. Every, everyone, every Every Google search says, wow, this is terrible. Interestingly, the, the, every, everyone I said said abortion after six weeks. New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC, abortion after six weeks is now outlawed. The Bible doesn't, or excuse me, the law doesn't say six weeks. The law says when a heartbeat is detected in the child. What are they saying? Every one of those articles, every one of those news outlets is acknowledging a baby's heart is beating by six weeks. This is a huge victory. And in spite of all the other stuff going on that just confuses us and drives us nuts, this is a huge victory for the pro-life movement. And this has been the big this has been one of the biggest issues that has concerned us throughout decades. A great victory. Let's rejoice in it and let's pray. We must pray that this victory is upheld. Number two, yesterday. You know, California has had some of the most restrictive um, COVID laws, regulations, restricting religious freedom of any state. And John MacArthur, as many of you know, has stood up against those, and his church began meeting, and they, they honored the, the restrictions for a while, but then they began to say, no, the church has got to meet, the church has got to function, and it won't, and it resisted the state law. And they were threatened, they were they, they were going head-to-head -head with the county and with the state. Yesterday, they won a legal settlement with the state of California and with the county of Los Angeles, won an $800,000 settlement against the state and against the county, basically where they agreed to stop any legal proceedings against the church, and the church prevailed and won the cash settlement. That's a victory. It's a victory for religious freedom. They realized they could, the state and the county realized they weren't going to win, and so they settled out of court. They settled for this amount to drop the, 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 the um, church's lawsuit against them. That's a victory, my friends. In a time when, again, there's been the state, this heavy-handed state with restrictions on the church and what the church can do, and we believe in a separation of church and state. We believe the church is not, or excuse me, the state is not to be over the church. The state is not to tell the church when you can meet, what you can do, how you can meet, etc. That's not the place of the state. We do believe in the separation of church and state when properly understood. When properly understood. 
This is a big victory. My friends, in the last 24 hours, it, it, it's been a dark time in our country. The way, the way we have exited Afghanistan, I mean, so many issues going on. So many things are happening in our country. This has been a very dark, discouraging, disheartening time. Come here each day. I try and share the word with you and, and lift you up and, and help us get our eyes above the, the, what's happening around us and fix our eyes on the eternal, that we might be encouraged and inspired and be better than better people, that we might overcome evil with good, and that the serenity prayer, Lord, there's things I know that are out of my control. I give them to you. Give me the peace, the serenity with the things I cannot control. Give me the, the courage to change the things I can, the wisdom to know the difference. I've, we're trying, Lord, we're trying these things outside of our control, these big things where, that are going on in our country and in our world. Lord, help us not to be overwhelmed by them, but in the realm where we can control. Father, give us the courage to make a difference, to shine brightly, to stand strong, to stand firm, to rejoice, to have faith, to praise you, to believe that our God will bring victories as we become people, more and more people of praise and thankfulness with an overcoming faith. So this is the world we've been living in, but here's been a couple tremendous victories where people did act. State legislators did act. Judges have acted. Church, uh, John MacArthur's church did act. And we've seen some great victories in the last 24 hours in the midst of some of this confusing and discouraging defeat. We've seen some great victory. Our God reigns. Our God does answer prayer. He does still move mountains if we have even the, must, the, the, the faith of a mustard seed. So how? So as in this series, we're going through a motivation to get into the Word of God. How does our faith grow? Well, I hope these two stories have helped grow your faith and encourage and lift you up. But the verse we want to look at today is found in Romans 10, verse 17. Now, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. My friends, do you want to have great mountain-moving faith? All you need to do is have the faith as a mustard seed. Your faith doesn't need to be as big as the mountain. All you need is the faith of a mustard seed. And faith as a, a little bit of faith can make a big difference if your faith is in the living God. A little bit of faith in the truth, a little bit of faith in God is greater than a whole boatload of faith in something that's not true or in a false God, an idol. I'm often struck by these people who tell us, you know, the, the, the motivational speakers and the positive thinkers that, you know, if you, if you can conceive something, you can achieve it. If you can visualize it, you can achieve it. And you have great faith in yourself, you can achieve great things. And, you know, a lot of them, there's something to that because there is a power in faith, even if the faith is in yourself. Imagine if your faith is in God. If, if, a, a, if faith in yourself can allow people to do significant things, well, imagine faith in God, what that can do. That can cause just a mustard seed. can cause us to do things beyond what all the faith in myself could ever achieve. My friends, let's have mountain-moving faith. Where does it come from? Now, faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. In Romans 10, 17, this is speaking specifically of the gospel. 
that as people hear the gospel of Christ, they can be saved. They'll call upon the name of the Lord and they'll be saved. And by the way, I am hearing reports on some campuses of, of salvations unlike I've been hearing about in, in many, many years. And we'll find out if some of these are really happening, but I'm hearing reports that are pretty astounding of, of group salvations and significant salvations. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of Christ. And maybe we're going to be seeing some great revivals. This promise in Romans 10, 17 refers specifically to the gospel. But there's a broader implication. You want to have faith? Get into the word of God. Hear the word of God. Speak the word of God. And God moves. Let me say it again. Get into the word of God and learn the word of God. Hear the word of God. You know, it's interesting. Faith comes by hearing, not just by reading. I'm certainly implied that you can read too. There's something powerful about hearing the gospel. And there's something powerful about speaking it. This follows right after the verse. How can they believe unless they hear? How can they hear without a preacher? How can they preach unless they're sent? And so there's something powerful about hearing the word of God preached. This is why I preach on the campuses. This is one reason we have these daily times of preaching the word here, where we're speaking the word, sharing the word of God. There's something powerful about that. Do you want to have great mountain-moving faith? Get into the word of God. Hear the word of God preached and speak the word of God. This, create that, that mustard seed of faith that can grow and grow and grow and be stronger and stronger and stronger. And indeed, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, you won't just think it or believe it, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it shall move, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Isn't that great news? My friends, we are seeing some victories. In the midst of the darkness, we're seeing some victories. Let that build your faith. Let that give you encouragement. Let that give you strength. Don't be intimidated. Don't be down. These are days that as Christians, we've got to stand up more than ever. I hope to be back on the campus myself next week. And, uh, and, and I'm, who knows what we'll see. But our God is a mountain-moving God. And so we want to have that faith. Amen. Father in heaven, we bless you. Thank you so much for these victories we've seen in the last 24 hours in our nation. Lord, it's been a dark time. It's been a discouraging time. We, we, we think of the debacle there in Afghanistan and the, the unnecessary death and suffering and people left behind. Lord, it, it's distressing. And we think of this uh, terrible storm that hit, hit New Orleans area. It's distressing. But Father, we want to thank you that in the midst of these things, you've also given some great victories. We thank you for the victory for religious freedom in California. How we pray for that state of California. How we pray, Father, it's just become so taken over by radical policies, radical people. And how we pray those things could turn back. We pray, for, Lord, for a, a victory in, the, in this upcoming um, recall election. We pray, Father, and thank you and praise you for the victory for religious freedom. How we pray that there could be a turn. Lord, it's such a small thing but you said it's a little like a mustard seed can move mountains. And so we thank you for victory there in California. How we thank you for what's happened in Texas.
Lord, it, it may be beyond what we can imagine. And we pray. We, we have prayed for so long, Lord, for the overturning of Roe versus Wade. We've prayed for so long that, that the abortion laws in America would change. Lord, the shedding of innocent blood, it so grieves us. And we know, Lord, that this has been just the, the great sin of America, the great sin of America through our lifetime. How we pray in Jesus' name that this law would be upheld. We pray that abortion would stop. And I know it will be challenged, and I know it will go back to the courts. I pray, Lord, that this law would stick on the books, would prevail, and would spread throughout the nation, and for the, that this would be the catalyst for the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Lord, we thank you. You're doing the impossible. You're gaining victories. Don't let us lose heart. Don't let us be discouraged. And we thank you also, and most of all, that faith comes by hearing the word of Christ. Might we be hearing it, and might we be speaking it? How can people believe if they don't know what to believe? How can they know what to believe if no one tells them? How can, how can they be told without a preacher? Oh, Lord, I pray today for the preachers on our campuses, the preachers in our pulpits, the preachers in our land. Oh, God, raise them up as mighty, bold, courageous people. Thank you for the reports I'm hearing of significant conversions that have happened already this school year. Lord, this could be a, in the midst of this darkness, confusion, COVID, political corruption, all these things. Could there be a revival? We've asked for it. We've prayed for it, Lord. It would, Lord, maybe this is like Elijah, who, who's his servant who said, I, I see like a cloud out there, like the size of a man's fist. And the drought was about to end, and your rain was about to come upon the land. Lord, is there revival? Could there be a revival? We pray for it. We ask for it. We pray, for Lord, for on, on our nations and our schools, our campuses, our cities, our the Lord in, in, in different communities in America. We pray, Father, for a turning, a turning that would touch uh, homes, families, it would touch the way we live, a turning that would touch Washington and Hollywood and Main Street and Wall Street, a turning that would touch our nation, oh God. We pray for it. Don't abandon us, we pray. Give us a revival and salvation. And Father, uh, we know if we're going to pray like this, we're going to need to be people who speak up. So give us that courage, that boldness, that wisdom, that love, that faith. Oh, Father, increase our faith. Oh, Father, give us mountain-moving faith. Oh, Father, even if we just have faith like a mustard seed, might it be so firmly in you that we, it makes us solid and strong. Help us, Father, to be in your word, reading your word, hearing your word preached, and declaring it ourselves. We pray these things, and we bless you with, with praise and thanksgiving on this day. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 and amen. Thank you for joining me. We're here every day, folks, so I hope you come back every day. I hope you subscribe, hit the like button, tell your friends, and uh, make sure and invite them here, too. We need to be people of faith, growing in our faith. That's why we get in the Word here day by day, and I hope, pray you'll join us. So we'll see you tomorrow. I'll be back again, and, um, and until then, you have a blessed day. Be an overcomer. Be mighty in the Lord. Be strong in faith. God's not giving up on you, and he's not giving up on us. Let's be strong. Amen? God bless you. Bye-bye.